guys welcome to another episode of getting gritty with andrea i have a special guest today mac pronouns they there um so we're gonna talk about the different gender and sexual identities mac do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself yeah sure hey y'all uh, my name's mac uh my pronouns are they them i'm non-binary i'm also incredibly queer I have been writing poetry for about nine years now and performing for about four to five. I also very, um, am very, very involved with like community work. Um, it's like the way to my heart, actually. I'm incredibly mm-hmm. in love with it. Um, I like the color yellow. Um, that's about it, though. Oh, Me too. My Instagram is like, right, it's a great color. Um, my Instagram is Mac the Milk Good. Um, that's where I post most of my poetry. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I will. We will repeat it at the end, um, their Instagram, and I will post their um, Instagram handles in, you know, you know, a bio about them when I, you know, put, put this episode out so you guys will, you know, hear it spelled, you'll see it, so you're able, so please follow. Um, they're amazing. They have amazing poetry, and they're doing amazing work, and just a really great person to know, really friendly, so I think you guys should definitely follow um, you know, just support fellow artists, especially, you know, just we're just like, like I always say this platform and my other, you know, and these people that I bring on there, we're all very supportive. We're willing to help, you know, help educate a little, but also, you know, just tell our truth and just like, just be as honest as possible and be as real as possible. So definitely please give all the people that I put on here, you know, a follow and just, you know, meet them. You know, you can make new friends because I made plenty so far doing this and just, you know, on my Instagram. It's been awesome. Um, let me see. So today, like I said, we're talking about sexual and gender identities. Now, I have a I have a resource in front of me. It's called Identiversity. I'm going to post the link if possible or at least write it down and put the, you know, write down the URL so you guys can also look this up because they do have videos and, you know, articles and people's experience, personal experiences on here that I think could be very, like, helpful for you guys and your loved ones or coworkers or whoever, your partner, whoever that you're trying or for yourself that you're trying to understand what all these words mean. I understand it's a lot and I feel like, and I know some of you and I've, I've had people comment and it's, nothing necessarily i'm not saying it's a bad thing or they're bad people at all um that they're you know some people do complain that there's too many words they don't know what it all means it's like why are we coming up with all this are you aren't you just gay or lesbian or queer bisexual and it's like no there's plenty more than what you think there is just because western society has created just female male that does not mean what it is there's other cultures and other groups of people that also before western society and even still now had different genders and identities just because we you know the patriarchy came up with that just two binary distinctions does not not mean that's it you know that's not the only valid experience and identity so I think you need to at least understand and try to be compassionate and just respect. You don't always have to understand shit to respect it. So just, you know, just respect people's pronouns, respect their identity. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it. They're not asking for your validation. They're just telling you to just to have some decent respect. 
and just you know just treat them kindly as possible i mean you know it's it's really not hard so but i just really wanted to help y'all out you know that are really just you know just misinformed or just don't know and it's perfectly fine you know do the research yourself and a disclaimer that i don't think these are all of them but i mean i'm gonna at least give you the main ones that are on here and just read them off the and by the way i'm reading them word for word from this you know this resource so this this is not my words this is you know word for word quote quote unquote um and again i will put the resource that i'm quoting from you know so no plagiarism over here these are not my words <laughs> um and i think there is more though so if you want you can always go on this website or research more for yourself um i do have one that's not on here that i will tell you guys about though when we get to that part of the uh to that section because these are all in alphabetical order so the first one is a gender it's an adjective, describes a person who does not identify with any gender. Again, for every word, you can learn more about it. So I think that's what's really cool with Identiversity, this resource um, and this glossary. So when you go on the glossary, you can just click and there's a link so you can just, you know, have more in depth. But for the purposes, you know, of the podcast and just because I don't think I can go like fully in depth with each and every one of them and not go over like a long, you know, like hours long. Um, I would encourage you guys to do the work yourself as you should be anyway. You should not be taking everything for face value and you should be able to do the work yourself. Um, you know, you can't always be spoon fed these things and we shouldn't have to spoon feed these to you. But I, again, I will give you like the brief overview that they have on here. Um, ally is a noun people who don't identify as LGBTQ plus, but who support LGBTQ plus equality and challenge homophobia either publicly or privately. You do not just have to do the normal or just the regular, like posting it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and that's it. Or just like the rainbow flag and think that's it. No, there's yeah. more to being an ally. And I think, you know, I will turn it over to Mac um, shortly after I read these off and I'm sure they will tell you as well and I've seen some people and I've seen true allies and I've seen those you know performative allies this goes for the other groups and other things you know like Black Lives Matter and other organizations that you know groups that need you know true allies and I've seen people just pretend like they are and just doing it for likes doing it as a trend or something or just trying to seem like a good person and that's bullshit I feel like you being an ally there's a lot more to it and um it just goes beyond I mean it's donating it's supporting you know your those loved ones or strangers that you know know are going through it um, you know, these marginalized groups are queer folk, um, you know, it's volunteering at organizations that help queer folk out, you know, in any way possible. It's standing up for them if you see someone bullying them. It's standing up for, you know, to even family members or whoever, co-workers, whoever it is that are, you know, talking bad or, or just spreading vicious, you know, or just lies or not understanding. I mean, being an ally is also educating. You don't always have to, like, cuss someone out or something or, you know, stand, you know, stand up to a bully it could be that you just help you know spread a little true information like factual and you know more um in-depth information for people that are just misinformed and you know just don't know or just ignorant because hey that could you could be helping them um open their eyes a little bit more you know again we shouldn't just always be cutting people off without giving them the you know a second chance or, or an opportunity at least because that's something that i personally would like you know for someone to do is not just you know bash or cuss me out if i'm like not understanding something you know like just 
you know, educate me a little, give me, you know, a little help. And, and I, and then I need to take that a step further and do the, my own work. And if I don't want to, then, you know, that's when you can distance, cut people off or whatever the case is. But yeah. Can I, can I? Oh yeah, um, of course. Of course. I want to say something to that, to that portion only because I think a lot of the time when we're having conversations with friends and family about Mm -hmm. these types of topics, um, they are, they almost expect us to want to have to, they expect us to take that, um, that role as teacher and expect them to explain, but it's not, they don't want us to teach them in ways of actually informing them. They want us to teach them in ways that's like exposing our, like just exposing ourselves and being incredibly vulnerable in a space that for one doesn't feel safe to begin with because, uh, we already know they are get. We already know their their stance against it. We already know that they're going to come back and it's going to be painful. Whatever they say is going to probably be painful, especially if they're so ingrained into their thought process. So I understand the portion of wanting people of like saying, "Hey, don't yell at me for not knowing. Um, just mm-hmm. tell me." I'm like, "Okay, yes, we can tell you." But when we tell you, are we telling you um, to? Are we telling you that because you want to be informed? Are we telling you because you're going to take this and you're going to sit with it and you're going to tell yourself? holy shit, this is what's going on. Are you going to sit there and make me continuously and repetitively repeat myself and repeat my just reopening trauma and certain trauma or like not even just trauma, but like the the storyline, having to revisit my story in order to make you believe that I deserve respect because Mm -hmm. you for some reason don't believe it and you expect me to want to persuade you. Like it's my, like I'm, I'm obligated, yeah. Obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for absolutely anything. Like, a lot of people have this weird, ingrained idea that when they don't agree with something, it's someone else's job to make them agree with it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that that's fair because, like, you have just the amount of consciousness and autonomy and perfect fucking capabilities to do exactly what you're asking me to do but you can you can do it to better yourself i live it so i don't have to do more studying and more research in order to persuade you all you have to do is start the research all you have to do is start seeking the information and a lot of people just don't want to do that because then it battles the ignorance and we're so ingrained into ignorance in our society that like we don't really know. Sometimes we feel threatened when our ignorance is threatened because we think our ignorance is our actual like feelings. But like half the time, it's truly just the ignorance that we've been bred into. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Ignorance and laziness. I mean, and that and that's yeah. I think something like we've all talked about. We know because it's everything is at the tip of our fingers. But at the same time, I feel like it's like a weird paradox that. Even though we have everything that could be really like the internet, you know, super fast, have it on our phones, have it on our tablets, have it on our watch, everything, just anything. It's super, everything super fast can, you know, pretty much easy and more, way more accessible than it was before. But people still don't want to. Like, they, it's like an inconvenience for them. And that's where it's like, that's just, like you said, it's bullshit. Like, you should be able to do it yourself. I shouldn't have to, you know, do the extra work already on top of being marginalized and oppressed or stigmatized. Like, that's just you continuing to oppress, you know, these groups. If you're being entitled enough to think that they have to, you know, you know, validate themselves or seek your validation and so on. But that's very true what Max said. And I think that you guys, those of you that really are just like, well, it's too much. Well, then I don't know what to tell you because, you know, there's a lot of resources at your tips online and book form. I mean, so many. And again, you can 
it's I it's okay. Don't feel like you cannot ask for a little, you know, guidance, but don't expect someone, you know, especially if you're like, as, you know, in this specific case, a queer person to give you like 10 different, you know, freaking articles or books or, you know, art, whoever, like they don't have to do that. That's not their job. I mean, they're already doing so much and trying to, you know, f figure out all these other things. They don't have the time. They don't shouldn't have to make that time or space for, you know, others that just refuse to do that because they're lazy or whatever the case or like Max said. So definitely please encourage people if they're asking you, you know, just tell them you can find it yourself. It's really not hard. Um, and if they don't want to, then you know where they stand. Um, so yeah, I've, I've had that as well with a family member, me and my brother, it's like, they would ask, but it was like, sometimes I think it was like still with the purpose of not really trying to understand. It was still like, they just wanted to know, but I guess maybe it was probably just to keep refuting though, what we were saying. It was like literally just to keep arguing or just saying like, well, that's wrong basically. And so that's where it's like those kind of people, it's just super difficult. Like you, then why ask? You're wasting my time and your time if you're going to just keep thinking what you're thinking. And that's the problem. And it's just, this is why I super like encourage and you know, plenty of us are encouraging people just to be at least open-minded. I mean, I know we have to take change one step at a time, I guess, but I mean, at least fucking just be open-minded. That's the first thing. And then have some compassion or empathy. I mean, both. So, let me see. Asexual. Yeah, so we're on asexual. Adjective. Describes a person who does not experience any form of sexual attraction. People who identify as asexual may or may not experience emotional, physical, or romantic attraction. Uh, by gender is an adjective describes a person whose gender identity is a combination of two or more genders. A bigender person may consciously or unconsciously shift between traditionally masculine and feminine behavior and expression while identifying with both genders and sometimes a third gender. Bisexual is an adjective refers to the sexual orientation of a person who experiences sexual, romantic, and or emotional attraction to persons of more than one gender, not necessarily equally or at the same time, in the same way, or to the same degree, also known as bi. Then there's cisgender. Uh, adjective refers to a match between gender identity and sex characteristics observed at birth, i.e. a person born with female anatomy who identifies as a girl slash woman. Gay, an adjective, describes the sexual orientation of persons who are emotionally, sexually, and or romantically attracted to persons of the same sex gender slash gender. While the term is most often used to describe men, it can also be used more broadly to refer to both men and women, i.e. gay man, gay woman, gay people. Gender is a noun, a social construct used to classify a person as a man, woman, or some other identity and ascribe qualities of masculinity and femininity to people. Gender characteristics can change over time and vary between cultures. I hope you guys paid attention to the first part of that sen that whole uh, sentence and the last. Uh, gender, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say earlier, is that it does change and is just not, not everybody's adhering to the fucking social construct that we have in Western society. It is not the same. So you guys would do well and your due di do your due diligence, please, because there's just more out there. Um, gender binary, a noun, a socially constructed system that defines gender as consisting 
solely of two categories, masculine slash man and feminine slash woman. Gender expression. Noun. The ways that a person communicates a gender identity to others such as dress, behavior, hairstyle, voice, and or mannerisms. Um, Gender fluid. An adjective. Describes a person who identifies their gender as shifting within a spectrum of gender identities and expressions. A person who is gender fluid may always feel like a mix of two or more genders, but may feel more one more one gender some days and another gender other days gender fluid people may or may not also identify as transgender gender identity noun one's deeply held core sense of being a man woman or some other gender a gender identity can be a combination of two or more genders such as gender fluid and some individuals don't identify with any gender at all described as being a gender intersex Noun, an umbrella term for more than 20 distinct medical conditions in which a person is born with physical sex markers, which is genitals, hormones, gonads, chromosomes, or secondary sex characteristics like breasts or body hair that are neither clearly male nor clearly female, also referred to as disorders of sexual development, DSD. Lesbian, adjective noun, refers to the sexual orientation of women who are emotionally, sexually, and or romantically attracted to women. Non-binary, adjective, an identity that does not conform to traditional two sides categories of sex, gender, and sexual orientation such as male, female, man, woman, and gay, straight. Pansexual slash omnisexual, adjective, describes a person who experiences emotional, romantic, and or physical attraction to persons of all gender identities and gender expressions. An alternative to bisexual, which evokes the idea of an attraction to only two genders. Pomosexual, adjective, describes a person who does not define their sexual orientation in terms of conventional labels or classifications, e.g. gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, etc., then queer adjective alternative term to lgbtq plus an an umbrella term for anyone who does not identify as heterosexual historically a negative term and insult queer is being reclaimed by many lgbtq plus people particularly youth as a source of pride and political identity the term is valued by some for its defiance by some because it can be inclusive of the entire community and by others who find it appropriate term to describe their more fluid identities queer is still disliked by some people in the lgbtq plus community and it's used by straight people can be considered offensive due to its varying meanings this word should only be used when self-identifying or quoting someone who self-identifies as queer i.e my cousin identifies as queer questioning adjective when a person is in the process of discovery and exploration about their sexual orientation gender identity gender expression or a combination thereof and then we have two more well, actually, technically three. Sex slash sex assigned at birth slash slash biological sex. Noun. A person's sex, male, fa- female, or intersex is often determined determined based on the appearance of the genitalia either an ultrasound or at birth in reality biological sex is more complicated referring to a combination of anatomical physiological genetic and physical attributes these include genitalia gonads hormone levels hormone receptors chromosomes genes and secondary sex characteristics the phrase sex assigned at birth is used by some to emphasize that genitalia alone are not always a sufficient indication of a person's sex as well as the fact that a person's gender identity is not always aligned with the sex characteristics observed at birth straight 
Adjective, another term for heterosexual, refers to the sexual, emotional, and or romantic attraction to a gender other than one's own. Typically, this means a woman who is primarily attracted to men and vice versa. We do have demisexual that um, is not on the list uh, for some reason. Um, demisexual is, in a nutshell, quote-unquote, is someone who is hardwired to seek an intense, solid, securely attached relationship before they can even think about sexual intimacy. Um, this is by Holly Richmond, PhD, a sex therapist in Southern California, um, for a magazine. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are, like I said, at least most of the terms, there could be more. I would have to look those up for my own purposes. And again, I encourage you guys to look up more, do your own research, uh, whatever, you know, ask other friends, family members, whoever that, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can find plenty of these on Google or social media. And just to, you know, and this is also not for people who don't know about these and like want to be misinformed or want to be, you know, a true ally and just be more educated and supportive. This is also for those of you that are questioning or have loved ones or someone that is questioning their identity. These could be helpful, you know, beginning, um, you know, baby steps to learning more about what they're feeling or what you're feeling like. And knowing that it is valid and it's okay and it's okay to keep questioning it throughout your life. I mean, you know, my brother's, for example, has changed his um, at various points before he got to transgender. But he does identify also with, um, he also has other identities as well. Not just transgender, but he did have a cup, a few before he got to that point. I think he said that in the podcast episode I had with him a while back. So, I mean, you can always go back to that podcast episode and the one with my friend Kayleen uh, Miller when she talks about her experience as a lesbian um you know it, it's okay I feel like there's I've seen some people plenty of people that are under the impression that you have to stick to one and that's it and if you keep changing then you're just confused or you're just faking or something and it's like it's not right you shouldn't just be limiting people to one thing and one label or <clears throat> excuse me one label or anything I think it's just whatever that person feels like. I mean, that's them. That's their life. You know, you can't tell them what they are or aren't um, necessarily. So um, there is this little bit on the on the resource that I'm reading from. I just have a little bit more. And it's just to say the term non-binary isn't just about gender. It is also used to describe sexual orientations that don't fit neatly into the categories of gay slash homosexual or straight slash heterosexual. Um, so, yeah, this is that was just a little bit of something so that you guys can understand what nine bear nine non-binary is about. Um, so, yeah, I would like to turn it over to mac so they can give you um some insight to their experience and their and what they identify as and just to help anybody that may be going through this that has a loved one or somebody or just you know just doesn't know about it you know so i think this could just i think it's just really helpful for you know mac to just share that and and thank you for being open with us and vulnerable so i really appreciate it so go ahead mac whenever you're ready Okay, um, hey y'all. Um, well, I identify, I am non-binary, not identify as, I am non-binary. Um, I go by they, them pronouns, and in the beginning mm -hmm. when I first realized that I was non-binary, 
or felt comfortable enough um, even acknowledging the fact that I was non-binary. Because growing up, um, just to give you all a preface of like my existence, I grew up in a, grew up in a very religious family. My mom, my aunt, everyone in my family was like so incredibly um, Christian. We grew up incredibly Christian. We like went to church every weekend. I went to every vacation Bible study. I was part of choir. Like I was, I was in it, you know. And I was um, bred into it. I was in it because I was told I had to be into it. And being bred into that for for me personally, I'm only speaking. I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that I had to like conf- to conform to how I was being presented because. Growing up at church, you have to dress a certain way. You have to mm-hmm. um, represent your family a certain way. You have to do so many things a certain way. And my family was so strict. They didn't let us, like, choose a lot of the different things that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And going, I think I realized that I was, um, for one, queer. Um, and, you know, it took me a long time to even accept that I liked the word queer, too, when you were going up, when you were talking, touching on um, the history of the word queer. Mm-hmm. It definitely, for the longest time, was a slur for me personally I used to hate that word um and then I remember and then I just kind of um did more research within it and it started feeling more at home only because um I didn't identify with any other word that could like correctly grasp the um ideal of my sexuality I guess um it just fit when I heard it 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 fit after a while like I went from despising it to learning more about it to being like oh okay this is not despising it that's a strong word that's a very strong word um probably just disliking it and not then looking more into it and going mm-hmm. back like accepting yeah. the fact that hey um this could possibly be who I am same with non-binary because I was so ingrained into the ideal that I had being born into a female body and being born and bred and always taught like this is who you are this is who you're supposed to be and this is what God made you to be this is all you can be um it was hard fighting that because fighting and also fighting the fact that I didn't like people that I was taught that I had to like. I didn't like men. I didn't like our cis men. I didn't like, not like, I didn't like, I wasn't attracted to them. You know, mm-hmm. I was attracted to, um, to, to cis females back then. Um, or cis women, you know, um, because that's all I was taught that I was allowed be attracted to yeah. and it was so interesting going into middle school and meeting people that were going through the same thing and having the same experiences with their family and going through the same um turmoil of being like wait I am not what I've been taught that I've always been especially going with um trying to figure out my non-binary um identity I had been a part of um this organization that taught me an incredible amount about just accepting who you were as a person. Um, mm-hmm. And it was actually called um, GSA, um, Digital Sexualities Alliance. And it was just, it was so affirming. It was so affirming for me to be in a space for once that was just for one so open and so welcoming to all identities. And I saw people in those spaces that were so comfortable in themselves. They were so comfortable in existing how they wanted to exist and how they saw themselves existing in their head. And I remember telling myself back then, like when I was like 16, 17, first meeting these people, like, wow, 
my first meeting my friends and being like, wow, I I admire all of who you guys are. I admire the courage and the strength. And me mm-hmm. being like this timid little person that didn't ever want to step out of like what I had been taught or what I had been like shown was okay was like it was such a like a revelating moment for me. It was such a, like an affirming moment for me. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, I can I changed my name to Mac. Um in my social circle and everyone just accepted it everyone was just like okay yeah bet okay perfect and I was like wow that was the first time that I'd done something that made me feel more so like myself and that was me walking into my non-binary identity it was really nice and then I started um telling certain friends that I only wanted to be addressed to as they them and they started listening to me and I was like whoa and they started doing it like within conversation and just like and it was just it was so incredibly affirming and I keep saying affirming because I don't know how else to explain that it was just so nice to be acknowledged for what in my head I now see happening outside of my head in reality and it was really nice to be able to separate my because you know how when you're growing up within religion I don't know if a lot of the listeners will relate to this but I know within you probably hear my niece yelling about a computer in the background I'm so sorry guys. that's okay um, <laughs> But yeah, I grew up and I had to go through this revelation of saying like, okay, well, I went through this huge moment of being so distraught that God hated me and that if God hated me for being who I was, then I wasn't going to love him anymore either, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of wanting to like, exist how I existed. But yeah. re- like erasing the religion portion of this conversation for a second, imagine going through that like as just like a child and not really knowing like this is okay but then meeting other people and seeing other people that were just so just comfortable and they were or they 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 gave this energy about themselves that was so so much confidence and so much no the knowing that they just knew that hey this is who i am this is who you're going to address me as and this is what i'm going to exist as and you can't tell me otherwise and It showed me that I could do the exact same fucking thing um, mm-hmm. without fear. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that so deeply because then I started just seeing myself for all the things that I was just being because I was told I had to be. I was um, seeing myself for, um, I started dressing how I wanted to dress. I started exa- like executing, executing my, executing is the wrong word, expressing my personality in a way that felt genuine to me and it was Mm -hmm. nice it was incredibly nice and I incredibly appreciated that um and I remember trying to navigate telling my family that I was Mm non-binary my twin sister was like best one of the first people that I told she she understood like she understood completely and she's always been supportive and she's the first person that started calling me they them which is nice and then she would cuss people out and they wouldn't call me they them it was really nice (laughs) that's awesome um, yeah, I appreciate awesome. the support a lot. Um, and it was just, but having to navigate um, parent uh, mindsets and all that, I'm not going to lie, it was incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard to want to even express the fact that I didn't want to go by my legal name anymore, to express the fact that I didn't want to go by she, her anymore, to express the fact that I wasn't the person that they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was, but, like, I, they didn't want to accept that. Like my, like, my mother and, like, other people, like, they didn't want to, not accept it, but they didn't understand it enough to want to accept it when they, they didn't even really want to listen to understand it. They were just incredibly closed off to the idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like a lot of people understand, understand that portion of it. 
And it was just hard going through that portion because you're you're fighting against yourself to begin with because you're fighting you're like you're fighting the thoughts that are like, is this really happening? Like, am I making like is this am I is this really how I feel or is this just like what's going on inside? Like, you're fighting so many internal thoughts, so many internal like dilemmas because you want to be exactly who you want to be, but you've been taught so many different things and fighting your consciousness is hard. Because it's ingrained into our brains. It's ingrained into our existence. It's ingrained into our mindset. It's ingrained into everything that we are as humans. We've been taught. It's it's taught. And having to learn to unteach ourselves and then reteach ourselves new things, especially about ourselves, is hard. Because we don't like to believe that we're wrong. We don't like to believe that we wasted time or like that we did something wrong or that we're not doing the right thing. And it just takes a lot, well, for me personally, for me personally, it took me a lot of accountability to be able to say, okay, Mac, um, you know, you're not happy. You know that this isn't, like, this isn't, like, take from my name, for example. Whenever I heard my name, um, my first name, I would cringe a little bit, and it would mm-hmm. not be fun. And then I started going as Mac, and every time someone called me Mac, I got so excited. My heart got happy, and I I, I remember feeling that for the first few times, and being like, okay, well, I'm just going to start introducing myself to people as Mac, and then that's all they can call me, because that's all they know. And it felt affirming. It felt cool, because no one could tell me that I couldn't. It felt nice, because now people see me as Mac, and they don't see the other person that I don't want them to see. They see me as the authentic human being that I... And presenting to them. Yeah. And I thought that was really nice. I hope that all came full circle. I don't even remember what we were actually, what I was asking. Um, the question was, or if it was a question. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Is this about your <laughs> Oh, Don't worry. I, I do the same thing because I, I ramble on a lot. And I'm sure yeah. the listeners know <laughs> by now. <laughs> so it's definitely okay. Oh, <laughs> no, it did. It did come full circle. And no, it was just about, um, you know, your experience. And I mean, I think that is super beautiful that, you know, those people and your friends, you know, the, your some of those loved ones that really like, you know, just OK, just accepted that and respected your decision, whatever, you know, all these changes. And I, I don't know. It's just I, I can only imagine. I, I know from my brother, like I said, I, I think. It, it really warms him up and I, I don't know if it makes him tear up but it's like I don't know I, I could see that it's so relieving and he's happy to hear when I or my other siblings or you know his friends at school or someone calls him by his you know his identity says he him and calls him by his name that he wants to not his birth name that he was given um, you know assigned at birth but his real name that he chose and that fits him so I, I can only imagine how that feels. Um, so I just think that's really, that's just really amazing. And, you know, I know there must be, a, like you said, there was a lot of tough times. And with the religion thing, I can say that not even as like not, even if I didn't have to struggle, you know, as you did or my brother and others, you know, like that um, in that way. I could definitely say just being a girl, just in general, whether, you know, you're cis or, you know, whatever you're identi- or even if you're lesbian or just identifying, identifying as a woman 
religion and specific cultures especially like like i've always said you guys know i am latinx i am salvadorian mexican specifically and i used to be a christian my family um for the most part my grandparents were christians i mean we'll still are because my grandmother's still alive and my mother still identifies as a christian i think my dad as well um but yeah and a lot of family members are christians um that like extended family and it's just really constricting and i don't want today to get into a an um a discussion about religion not because i'm scared to i don't care but it's just because it's its own topic to be honest so yeah. that's definitely something i'm willing to talk about um specifically at least with christianity because i don't have any um experience with catholic you know being catholic or other religions so i cannot speak on those necessarily i mean i could pull up research or something or bring people in that do have experience or identify as that currently but i don't so the only one i can speak on is christian and just how i like my personal you know what i grew up with in in the church that i went to and just i don't know it's just i just don't i never feel like it was at home and it was just too constricting and at least how my family portrayed it i want to say because i do understand and know now that there are christians that are more open and there are christians out there in churches that do accept lgbtq plus folk and i think that that's fucking amazing you know and there are you know pastors i think that will officiate for you know um lgbtq plus um weddings and such i think i mean i've seen some and at least on tv so i'm or social media so i'm hoping that that's something that's becoming more prevalent but and i I, and again i think that's awesome but i still just it was just so like just even just as a woman even if you're just a cis heterosexual woman that shit was just like you had to dress a certain way you had to act a certain way you had to talk a certain way you had to believe a certain way and you had to be submissive you had to listen to your father and your mother specifically your father you had to listen to all the male figures and you had to marry and have kids and when you did you had to just be a slave to them basically and i just didn't like what the fuck they were teaching and i was just like what is this shit like this doesn't sound like a happy fulfilling life and then you're telling me i have to listen to somebody in the world up wherever who's another man like i i just refuse to believe that everything just had to center on us listening to men lgbtq plus or heterosexual whatever you know i refuse to believe that we all have to just follow that kind of doctrine but you know again that's a whole nother kind of if we want to go into that's a whole nother topic for another episode in the future but yeah just like what max said i think i can definitely like just attest to that to some extent like that shit was just it just not it's just not the safest space i feel like especially if you're questioning or you fully identify you know as an lgbtq plus member like it's just i don't know it's it's just really hard so i i can really just only imagine as well like really going through that and really like having super religious or just religious parents or caregivers or family members or loved ones that just don't support that um and that's part of what like it's really heartbreaking when i see that so i i just really commend you for and admire you for your bravery mac for still standing and you know firm in your identity and you know just being open about that and being you know just just being unapologetic about that shit because you should be like it's it's how you are it's who you are it's you know how you feel and that's valid and i just really want other people to understand you don't have to understand fully what the fuck people are or whatever whoever they are but you do should fucking respect them like that's just the main thing just really keep that in mind 
because there's plenty of things I don't understand. Um, you know, as far as like other religions or, or whatever it is, like there's things I don't understand, but I, it doesn't mean I ha I'm going to be hateful or rude to that person or whatever it is that's, you know, just because I'm, I'm not fully aware, I don't know much about it. You know, it's just, you just can't go around bashing shit. You don't know. Cause then you're just sounding ignorant. So I just really encourage you guys to, um, really challenge and, uh, confront your ignorance. Cause I've had to, I've, oh my God. Yes, honestly, that statement right there, confront the ignorance, because yes. we all have it, like, we all have it, all of us, like, it's literally, we're taught ignorance, like, mm -hmm. unless, like, you were taught conscious thought, but I'm pretty sure we're all, in some sense, exactly ingrained into ignorance, because it's just who we are as human beings, like, we, mm -hmm. we're ignorant, because we think we know everything, and we can't possibly know everything, mm -hmm. but our consciousness thinks that we do, and that in itself is inherently ignorant, um, and I think that we have to be okay with just unlearning it. Like, just be okay with it. Call yourself out. A lot of people don't want to call themselves out because that means they're wrong. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I really wish, um, I only surround myself around friends that will call me out. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't call me out um, and I do something stupid, it's like, well, I'm just stupid. And I consciously am stupid because now I have no one to tell me that I did something stupid. I should be able to tell myself I did something stupid, yes. But now... No one around me has is conscious of ignorance enough. But like, no, please unlearn unlearn ignorance. It yes. would be, yes. be great. And I, I like that, that you said that you surround yourself with people that will call you out. And I think that's something you guys who are listening should definitely do as well. And that's something that I prefer in my friends or loved one as well. And I tell my partner often and I tell my friends, please tell me if I'm wrong on something or I did something. You know, like, be honest. You don't have to be fucking rude to me, like, disrespectful to a point. And I shouldn't be to you either. But, like, literally, like, you know, don't you have to be cruel about it. But be honest. Like, literally just be fucking as blunt as possible, you know, in a in, in a loving way and let me know what the fuck I did wrong or if I'm misinformed about some shit or whatever it is because I need to constantly and like and like they said like Max said it's uncomfortable as fuck like you guys have to understand that it is always going to be uncomfortable and like Max said it is because it's our conscious wants to make us believe that we cannot be wrong and it's because it's an embarrassing you're going to be embarrassed that's the main thing that's going to come up you're going to be ashamed and that's fine you were wrong, but okay, what are you going to do about it? That's, you, you know, it's, you're always able to change. You're always able to change your opinions on things after you learn new information. Normalize that because it's important. It's the only way you're going to be open-minded and grow. You cannot grow if you're not able to, if you're not going to allow yourself to just be open to change, you know, once you learn new things or see new things or whatever, experience new things, allow yourself to do that. And it, it's really hard. Trust me. Like it's, I've been embarrassed plenty of times or just felt really bad or like I was a bad person or something because I was believing into stigmas or stereotypes about a certain thing or, you know, just having some ignorance about a, a topic or something. And then it's like, okay, well, I can research about it and figure the fuck out or, you know, just find more out about it however I can and just reevaluate what the hell I was thinking because who taught me that? And it is also understanding where those voices are coming from because, like Max said, it is since we're birthed, a lot of us, especially I want to say at least specifically in Western culture, you have to understand that we have all been like 
freaking we've all been growing up with internalized hatred whether you're a man or woman lgbtq plus or heterosexual we are all we all grew up with all of this fucking stereotypes all kinds of all kinds of like conflict and shit and it's like it's gonna take a long time just as it takes a long time to build a habit and maintain a routine it's gonna take a long time for you to unlearn everything that we've been fucking taught and it's okay that's perfectly fine Allow yourself to sit in the uncomfortable because there's yeah. no way you're going to get through that unless you just sit in it for a little bit. Like, I've had to sit through the fact that I, I, I feel like there's been so many instances where we're taught that if we just forget, um, we, we just forget how to exist in certain aspects, mm-hmm. um, that we're excusing our um, intentions. And a lot of people think that just because they intended for something, to go a certain way and then it didn't that it's okay and that they didn't actually make a mistake because they didn't intend for that to happen it's like no that's a breed of ignorance because you're not acknowledging the fact you're not acknowledging the fact that that still did something and that's just like an example of ignorance in case like when we're talking about ignorance you don't really get what exactly constitutes as ignorance it's when you're directly ignoring the fact that something is happening and shouldn't happen or you're directly ignoring that you're doing something that is harmful and even if you don't see it as harmful it's harmful um and you're ignoring the fact that it's harmful because you didn't intend for it to be that's ignorant because even if you didn't intend for it it still is and apologize for it learn from it like look into it sit in it you know things like that i think that's yeah that's definitely true i've heard that but not in the specific sense like i've heard like um, like an ex or like a friend or someone or whoever saying like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to happen or I'm sorry, that's not what I meant to do or something. And it's like, okay, that's what will happen though. You have to apologize and don't give me a fake ass apology or half ass wannabe apology. Really be like, really apologize and acknowledge and take responsibility for what you did do. That was the consequence of that. And just own it. That's the only way. And then we're going to, and then figure out how you're going to move past it. What are you going to do? It's not always about talk to. You have to put these things into action. You know, you have to make real change. You can't just keep saying you want to or this on the third. You have to actually do it. And it's, it's going to, it's not like it's, of course, easier said than done. But you have to fucking at least start it. You know, like take the baby steps if you must. Um, there's no other way. And I wanted to ask Mac before we, you know, wrap wrap this up if there was any like during your toughest times with all of this and your experience thus far like what like tips do you have for other people who are questioning or going through exactly what you're going through you know non-binary folk and other you know uh queer folk um one of my biggest tips to be completely transparent is to be gentle with self like being gentle with yourself because the thoughts that you're gonna have going through um, whether or not you are either you are anything than um, cisgender is going to be hard to battle mm-hmm. um, because we're taught to battle it. We're taught to fight it. Um, so you're going to want to fight it. And I just want you to be gentle with yourself going through that fight, going through that journey, because it is tough and it is incredibly like like overwhelming in some sense. Or, well, from my own personal experience, it was really overwhelming. So. Um, and I was really mean to myself. I didn't allow myself to express myself in ways that I knew that I should. I was very rude to myself. I um, stopped myself a lot. I told myself, no, you can't exist like that. No, you're not allowed to. No, no, no. And there was no reason for me telling myself no other than the fact that I didn't think that I deserved that space um, to 
exist as I want it to exist. So I think just um, for one, accepting the fact that you can be gentle with yourself during this journey and accepting the fact that um, it's okay to be mad, but just don't be mean to self. Like, and give yourself space to go through all of the thoughts because all the thoughts are going to come regardless if you want them to or not. Um, But um, try and... Try and just be kind after the thoughts. Try and give yourself space. Remember to just like breathe and mm-hmm. just be gentle, please. It's hard. And people will say things. People will, people will be evil. People are mean. Like the human yeah. race, society is mean. And we all know that. So just take, um, surround yourself by love if you can. If you can't, um, just remember that you are loved um, so incredibly deeply by the entire community. And please know that we are always here to lift you up if you need to be reminded of that. Because um, I think a lot of the time it's a very lonely journey because you don't want to tell anyone you're going through it. Um, yeah. You don't have to do it alone. It's okay to ask for support as well because people want to support, support you. More people want to support you than they want to, um, than the people that don't. Um, just keep remembering that, please, because it's so true. And I didn't learn that until I let myself um, actually see it rather than fighting it. Because I fought it for so long. Yeah. That, that was really... Thank you so much. That was really good. I hope you guys, like, really take that to heart. Because that's very true what Max said. That, you know, you guys are not alone. We are not alone. Um, This is why we have, the, you know, spaces like this. And plenty of other groups. Support groups. People like Mac. You know, and, and other... And I know plenty of people that I found way more support actually you know through social media instagram particularly because it's the only social media i use now but i found a lot of supportive people that i didn't even really know like i don't even know them or they live somewhere like really far like fucking like whole different state or country and they're just like fucking awesome so it's like really utilize the fact that we have social media you know utilize that shit for good because yes it can be a very fucking evil place um not even considering just like outside of social media but also it within social media people are fucking rude and that's another thing i have for another day because i'm going to talk about cancel culture on another episode y'all um and i'm going to bring up some other shit that i've just even found um actually i have tiktok as well so i I just lied (laughs) because i just got tiktok but so tiktok and instagram i've noticed and um facebook when i used to have it in twitter people are they're fucking cruel um and but like max pointed out which is really a good thing to remember and it's really um heart like it's really reassuring is that yes there are actually more people that are going to be there for you than are going to be fucking just trying to be cruel to you and like just bring you down so please like remember that and please oh if you have um any both of us on instagram one of us dm us i mean i'm open to people you know asking questions or needing support or advice or venting you know if i have the mental space you know if i don't i will let you know if i can't help i will let you know but usually i'm able to and in, in, in any way i can possibly um mac if you don't mind spelling out your instagram handle of course i will write it down for you guys as well but i'll give i'll let mac tell you guys um their 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 social media okay uh, my instagram is mac the milk dud it's m-a-c-t-h-e-m-i-l-k-d-u-d um, and then, yeah, that's the only one I really post on mostly. I have a poetry account, too, that I have some um, of my poetry on. It's just the future is confusing, really. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you again, Mac, for being on here. I really appreciate it and grateful to have you let us know and, you know, your experience and all that and really like bring some more wisdom, you know, and, and letting, you know, educating the listeners. Um, I really appreciate any of you guys also that are listening and continuously listening to these episodes because I just really feel like they're all of them every single time is really important. All the guests that I have on are really awesome and supportive and really sweet um, people to know. Um, and they always have great fucking, they always spitting facts. So I hope you guys are really like paying attention and seriously like letting that shit soak in like take a minute you know if you need to re-listen again or whatever um have more questions uh dm us and you know if we can help we'll help um and thank you guys so much again and see you guys next time